uh, I went for a house inspection today, and I have I kept you up to date on my tales of woe of trying to buy a house. You're trying to buy a house. You found one you like, and you apparently have to get a house inspector. And out here, they're useless. So today, I got a house inspector in, and that was good. And I, I'm not gonna lie. Part of me was like secretly hoping the house inspector would go through and be like, "Nah, bro, nah. Like you don't want to buy this place. Like it's a powder <laughs> just wedding. talk you down yeah, out of it." Well, it's partially because the seller for this place has just been fucking pain in the ass like it's literally taken us two weeks to get this inspection scheduled not because i hadn't done everything i was supposed to but because the seller was like man i'm gonna go out of town i'm not gonna talk to people and like literally yesterday we're all scheduled and my agent's telling me yeah there's like a chance there might not be power Mm -hmm. that's kind of important to an inspection yep and I'm still waiting on the final results of the inspection. Like, the termite guy I didn't get a chance to talk to, but I've now reached this kind of critical point where I I still like the house a lot in concept, but there's so much extraneous kind of circumstantial bullshit. And the fact that I part of me is like, fuck this guy. Don't give him a shit ton of money. Like, go find somewhere else. Go find someplace like a little old lady trying to sell her house who's like nice and not a raging pain in your ass and like you don't want to burn the house down with them in it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I wish to buy your house. Why wouldn't you just love to sell it to you? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm owed that a little bit right now, but at the same time, it's so much of a... And, and, and like today, I found it's like, oh no, he's taking all the, he's taking all the appliances with him. Um, no, he's not, because the inspection was just done, assuming shit like, hey, the stove is staying. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it's, it, there's so much bullshit going on with it to the point where I'm now in the awkward situation where I'll get the inspection report and I'll look through it and it'll be like, yeah, it's fine, here are some issues you should be aware of, but whatever, it's not enough. It's to, a house. They come with those. Yeah, like, um, that's the issue. I know they all come with them, and I so badly wanted to be like, "Hey, fucking no! Don't do this! Don't run to the hills! Give someone else to throw into a money pit!" Like, this guy can't actually build here. He has some rare form of mold I... that causes meningitis, and uh, it completely destroys the value. He can only now sell it as a lot to a company or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I want. Like. Because that makes my decision easy, and now it's like separating my personal feelings from the potential value of the house and all that shit. And it's just like super adult thing where normal Charlie is like, "Burn his ass!" <laughs> Make and him regret. Charlie's trying to like calmly now. Listen, Charlie. Now we really want the house, and we need a place to live. Shut the fuck up! No, no that, that's the worst part. Because you then have like adult Charlie being like, "Yeah." Let's kill him. And then you have rational Charlie being like, buy the house, then kill him. And take the money. Like, no part of me likes this guy at this point. He's like running over a hooker in GTA. (laughs) I do live in Los Angeles, after all. No, oh, and it's, but like, but the part of me that understands these things is like, nah, it's still like it's it's way undervalued and shit like that. But also, like at the same time though, too, since the last time I was in the house, it's gotten worse on the inside. It's like, what is going on here? Like, have you decided I'm selling to you? Like, you're aware I have given you nothing yet. Mm-hmm. 
I've only spent a couple hundred bucks on an inspector. I'll walk away from that shit. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh no, mm-hmm. I lost three hundred dollars. I'm up. Oh no. I'll go sell a tooth. That'll cover it. Hm. Yeah, but I. I now have the very excited. I'm now on a timetable, kind of. Maybe it's not clear, so I have to sit here and think through it as rationally as possible. Like, and every part of me is like, just fuck this guy, walk away, like, just leave him to his downward spiral. You don't need this bullshit. But the small part of me is like, yeah, but it's a weirdly affordable house in a super good part of town, and even if you wind up putting, like, $10,000 worth of work into it, the place is still, like, way undervalued. It's a good thing that, uh, Gears of War, uh came out recently or yes. you'd already be a being presently acquitted of arson i potentially being, murder being able to chainsaw shit in is. the face has been a very cathartic thing has it has it resulted in my death when i didn't need to chainsaw something in the face sure quite a few times but would i trade those chainsawings into the face for for, for therapeutic reasons for anything no, no, definitely not. Yeah. I w- <laughs> I'm waiting for, like, due to increases in reali- or in the reality of video games, Prozac sales are down. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 33. And as per usual, I'm Unvader Gur, or Jeff, and I am joined by... Charlie, the I man guess. Is glaring I'm, at me. I'm not interrupting <laughs> you this week for a change. I said glaring, not in, un, not uninterrupted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to let you do a real intro for a change and yeah. not be all. I'm here too, I, or whatever. I, I think it's because I interrupted your beer or your beer that got me that glare. The keep going. I'm not done. <laughs> Daddy needs more swig. Yes. <laughs> this is my health potion, and uh, I'm low. Oh my god. My so, as per usual, off to a flying start. <laughs> oh, so how are you? Uh, it's it's been a week. I we had in, we did Indiecade, which was a lot of fun and also a lot of work. But um, Indiecade's really fucking cool. It was really cool to be uh, media for that. We got to ro- got to roam around and see everything we wanted to. Uh, we saw so many cool things there. I a lot of them will hopefully be coming to the channel in a somewhat timely manner. I. The Unplugged will go up soon. We're still running down some game footage because while we got some cool interviews, I'm willing to bet most people would rather see footage of the game we're talking about than just me or Alex or Jim being like, so this game you're working on is pretty goddamn cool, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's been a fun time. It's, this is probably... It's also really... No, go ahead. This is probably the most official we've been for an event so far. It's It was weird because we were on the USC campus, and USC campus has a bunch of rules about filming because they have a large film school, and as a result, they're trying to force their students to understand like permits and shit like that. So there's like, a certain level of gorilla-ness where it's us being like, okay, tripod up. Nope, no, this is a coat rack. Whatever you, whatever do you mean, USC security? Or UF, USC security? Just need a... It's almost like you're illegally stealing footage of yourself. Sort of, yeah. That, in case you had moments like that, but beyond that, I 
there were so many cool things. It's really nice to hear that the indie market is really doing well, actually, in that regard, like, when it comes to ideas and stuff. At the risk of sounding contrary, I'm not sure I'd say that. Don't get me wrong. I saw a bunch of weird-ass things, too, that I'm like, there is no market for that, but you have every right to make it. But there was a fine mix of really cool things. I think my favorite kind of ongoing thing they had was called the Esports Arena, or the eSports mm-hmm. Showcase, something like that, where it was a focus on multiplayer video games, essentially, that were quick to pick up but hard to master. And there were mm-hmm. some damn cool things I hope we get to show off more of in the future. Like, all of them are like, holy crap, it's like four buttons, but the depth, man, the depth. Was one of them Battle Right? What is that? Uh, it's a MOBA arena fightery brawler thing that's kind of come out recently that might be too big actually for like that that was actually one of the cooler parts was it was really small games like one and two people teams bunch of college students they're like yep i'm making this in my dorm room between classes what do you think mm-hmm. that's pretty awesome yeah no that that's that's the part i found most fun of indicate where it's like so you made this by yourself yes over the span of like four years yes fucking cool man We'd love mm. to pimp your game for you. This is pretty fucking awesome. It's moments like that that you really get the like, this is my passion project, and I really kind of poured my heart and soul into it. Well, well, what do you or what made it that more than anything? Well, it wasn't for a paycheck, so there was nothing left but my own caring and love to actually carry this thing along. No, and, and that's where you get a lot of the really great ideas in games. That I was think. that was the cool part where like every project there was someone's passion project. Um, I guess I'll spoil us ourselves some on. Um, there was a lady there who um, did grad school in Britain, and she suffers from fairly severe social anxiety. And as a result, she made a video game that's about a half hour long of what it occasionally feels like for her to do something mundane, like make a cup of instant oatmeal. Mm-hmm. And we did not get a chance to play it, but I was talking to her, and she's like, yeah. I'm like, hey, we actually have a shrink on staff at SWS. What do you mean? And one of the guys that does videos for us is like, professionally trained as a shrink we're not a big enough youtube channel to make money off it so we all have like real day jobs and i could totally throw this game at him and give give it the full shrink treatment if you want and she seemed very enthused by that so look forward to that coming soon hopefully schedules Mm -hmm. allowing but yeah i every project there was a passion project not everyone's passion is good but for the most part it's like fucking yeah these are pretty cool games across the board I'm actually kind of surprised to find out that, like, all these ones, that there's so many actual passion projects there, because I'm kind of used to the, like, unveiling behind the curtain moment where you have a lot of these, like, you know, independent film festivals and finding out a lot of these movies aren't really that independent. Well, so these were, like, the super indie games, too. Like, like I said, these were, like, one and two man teams. These were, like, hey, I survived a car crash and then made a, basically a documentary video game about what that was like for me. It's like, Fuck, that's, that's personal. Awesome. You want to share that with the world? Really? Yeah. No, that's awesome that, like, this expo exists and that's the actual demographic that are people that are showing up to. Because, like, if, was it Edmund Gould or Edmund McMillan? I forget his name. Mm. The guy who made The Binding of Isaac and all that. Like, The Binding of Isaac was a two-man, or no, super, I don't know about The Binding of Isaac. That one was, like, a ten-man dev team. Um, or at least the second one was. But uh, Super Meat Boy was, like, him and, like, one friend. Yeah. And But at the same time, it's like, y- you're not small. <laughs> yeah, you know? no, and uh, 
don't get me wrong, some of the projects there were like, yeah, we're a slightly larger indie team, and there were some of what I refer to as the more professional indie developers there. There were that this was actually cool to learn about. There are indie publishers now out there that look specifically for the small man teams to give them some support and that was actually kind of a fun network to tap into because you know who loves to talk about indie games fucking indie publishers that all they do is deal with passion projects Mm -hmm. and i got to talk to some of them like uh the um cyberpunk uh drink the cyberpunk bartending game i told you about many podcasts ago i actually got to talk to one of the half developer, half publishers for that game, and found that I was pronouncing that game's name completely wrong. It's pronounced Valhalla, not the numbers I thought it was initially. I'm like, right, I feel like an idiot. So I got to talk to him about that for a while. He's like, "What? holy crap, you actually played it? I'm like, I fucking love that game. It is amazing. He's like, and you weren't turned off by the fact that the first hour of that game is asshole customers? And my reaction was, I've been in a bar at noon. I've been that (laughs) asshole customer. You are there to get drunk on the happiest of hour prices if you're that that hour. <laughs> nice. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, no, it was really, really cool. I, I'm i not going to lie. I went into it a little bit concerned that it was going to be too indie and artsy. Like, we've all been to that thing where it's like, okay, this will be cool. There'll be art. Like, yeah, passion projects. And then it's like... Well, I'm not enough drugs to enjoy this correctly, apparently. And there was a little bit of that, but that was confined to the night stuff, which is when everything else is shut down. So it's like, you can go home, or you can hang out in a tent where we're projecting, like, four-player Tetris. I'm gonna go home. Mm-hmm. That's cool and all, but... You wanna stay and see some shit? <laughs> I'm gonna go home and play Gears of War. Yep. Now, if you excuse me, I have some AAA titles calling my name. <laughs> so, uh, that was actually kind of a cool surprise. Um, Un- uh, Unreal had a like section at it where they were showing off the indie possibilities of the Unreal Engine. Yeah, because, the Unreal Engine's crazy good. Yeah, of course they're now they're now doing the whole licensing thing you can do where you can and you can now develop for free and then it only charges you when you publish it and stuff like that. Which yeah. they were kind of pushing. It's like, hey, um, it's it's not just Unity anymore. Like you can totally use the Unreal Engine now. And I had the fantastic moment of I'm talking to an Unreal employee and he goes, oh, it's like oh, it's like oh, you're 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 interested in Unreal? I'm like, nah, it's got done playing Gears of War four. I've been playing Gears of War four and I'm it's pretty good. And he goes, yeah, I'm gonna check it out. And I look at him and dead the face and go. Are you a Gears of War fan or just someone who worked on it? He goes, well, I worked on three. The good parts of Gears of War 3 or the yeah, the good parts, the good parts. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's awesome. I actually, my mom at her veterinary clinic. Hmm? Yeah, spoiler, my parents own a veterinary clinic. One of uh, the people that... Um, I don't even know what the word for it would be. Patrons it. One of her yeah, customers. Patrons. It was a dev on Bioshock uh, Infinite. And we also I know a- before I wind you up like a top on that one. No, we also um, met a dev from that stuff. Oh, cool. But uh, she talked to him and was like, oh, do you play many video games and whatnot? Because she's like, my kids play that. And he's like, no, I like don't even have a computer that can handle it. Like, That sounds about right. Yeah, it's like he's. Uh, it was interesting to see how far removed some of these game devs are from the games they play. It's yeah. like my art or my art is my ability to program and stuff. I'm not necessarily or the fact it's a video game when it comes out the other side is actually not truly interesting to me. Yeah, I don't play this shit. Whatever. 
Mm-hmm. Now, so I'm looking up the name now because it's eluding me, unfortunately. But um, there is a game coming from a dark union behind of people that worked on Bioshock One and Bioshock Infinite and the good Dead Space games. Mm-hmm. And we got to talk to him, which was pretty cool. And his nice. game is freaky and awesome. Uh, give me a second to look it up. Is it out? No, it's still in development. But you play as a blind girl. Yeah, it's, you play as a blind person who um, you have to kind of make it. You, you have daredevil vision. You're ta- you're tapping and making sound the entire time, and as a result, like you get echolocation brain or you get echolocation vision. But it fades away, and then you kind of keep redoing that over and over and over. But at the same time, that lets a monster know you're around essentially and Mm -hmm. that's gonna be a pretty fucking cool game when it comes out wow i can't find the name it's called like continuum or something like that you'll have to let me know because that sounds interesting it (laughs) was very interesting it's it's definitely we, we we interviewed the guy as part of our un, unplugged videos coverage, so it'll definitely be in there because he was like, "Fucking yeah, let's talk about games." <laughs> you want to talk nice. to me about my game? Yes, yes, we would like to talk to you about your game. Fucking yeah, that's awesome. Must be like his Christmas getting to talk about what he loves. I yeah, and I, it's. I get the impression that for better or worse, SWS when we do press, we bring the fun of fuck yeah video games to it because it's like we always make sure we play the game first. It's like hey, uh, we oh we what's like professionalism? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck professionalism. Let's go straight to fanboyism. No, it's, we never go that far, but it was very much where it's like um, Alex played the game was like we should go talk to that guy and I'm like so fucking talk to him. Do you want to interview him? I'm like he worked on dead like the the, the people behind Dead Space and Bioshock games are unifying on a horror game that's first person. Yeah, I want to talk to that guy. Mm-hmm. I want a game for Jeff. Nice. <laughs> I don't imagine that Alex used that used those words. <laughs> I said, yeah, I want to. I, I, I can talk from multiple people. Oh, that was your reasoning. Yes. Okay. It was like, fucking yeah, we're talking to him. Now, the, <laughs> the, the other, like, my personal favorite, because it's a completely self-serving one, is a... Uh, there's a guy developing, this is actually in the Unreal booth, he's developing a, essentially a drone flying simulation game, so you can learn to fly a drone without ever actually owning one. So you can... I've seen one that already exists. They have that. It's really bare bones. No, so this guy's is cool because Ultra it's... Ultra bare bones. Like, so this guy's game has a sliding scale where you kind of start off in, like, arcade-style flying stuff and slowly over time shift it from that to, like, straight-up normal-ass drone controls. Mm-hmm. And the arcade I'm going to call that end of the spectrum, plays, like, Wipeout and shit like that. So it's like, this is kind of uh-huh. cool all by itself, and I can learn to fly a drone based on this? Yeah, actually. Nice. That's pretty cool. Hey. Have you ever flown one before? I have. I did. I, I was not. I'm not good at them. I wasn't playing with that setting. But like the idea is, that this is a game for like for drone enthusiasts. Yeah. It's supposed to link up with that like Dubai drone racing league. It's like okay, cool. It's like if you could make this be an actual learning tool, so I'm not forced to crash like a thousand dollar drone. That sounds cool. Oh yeah. Are owning drones and doing quadricopters as a hobby is exclusively like just. Fixing stuff and buying new props and yeah. replacing stuff. Like, it is a 
money pit hobby. No, Fun the, hobby, money pit. <laughs> the cool thing was, it's like, even if he never gets the simulator part of the game going, like even if he never gets that learning tool part of it, the arcade mode for it, it's like... This is really you know, it's fun. It's a quadcopter racing game. Yeah, it's like, this is really fun. It's got guns. It's got, like, 180-degree air turns and shit like that. The battle mode <laughs> yep, is solid. Do that. Yeah, it's like, this is cool. That's awesome. Yeah. They, uh... I mean, it's interesting how to control that, because, like, the existing game, I believe, has the ability to do, like, first person, or either POV view, which, you know, you need to have a headset and a fancy drone to do. And then there's like, uh, what do they call it? It's like f- not fly by wire or whatever they call it when uh, you stand on the ground and look at it. And if they had some kind of like swivel cam on the earth and you still had to do all the shit you wanted to do, sure. except it's, you know, not from first person. Because I don't think, or I'm totally for owning a quadcopter someday. I am not necessarily for owning one that's so expensive it requires its own video feed. Yeah, I, so uh, this is definitely aimed at those people where, like, it's his goal is to get that, like, heads-up um, goggle thing hooked up to the game so you can get that full drone PSVR. Blind. Yeah, <laughs> which is still cool. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, the, the amount of Oculus and PlayStation VR and Vive stuff there, it's like, yep, this is this is the thing right now, isn't it, in the indie space? Okay. It's going to be interesting to see when the controllers that they sell for those things, people just straight up have to start going over to, like, DualShock. Because everyone's so used to using, like, a goddamn, like, Xbox and PS4 controller yeah, on th- their computers. Th- there was definitely plenty of that at the same time, though, too, like... A- VR games are best when you're using VR controls. They're also mm-hmm. at their worst when you're using VR controls because not all VR controls are great. Mm. Eh. True. But yeah, we're doing a full, well, the the IndieCade unplugged will be up at some point once I get all the footage edited and slammed together and collected. It it should be a good one, I think. It was a pretty I had a lot of fun at Indicate. It was it was very cool to go kick around at it. There was some really cool stuff there. The people that hosted are super nice and were super nice for letting us go and be like, Yep, we're media. Shh don't tell anyone. <laughs> hey, I mean we, we 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 do our due diligence. You got the uh we got the podcast going, the new stuff going. This is we, true. We put in the footwork. We resemble a professional organization. Only slightly, but we still technically resemble one. <laughs> nah, but on top of that, I played some video games. But more importantly, I um, I tried to buy a PlayStation VR. Hmm. And was stopped. And I think that may be a good thing. So I, I got all swept up in that, like, holy fuck, I can buy a PlayStation VR. Like, this will be SWS's entry into the world of fucking... Um, VR, since we talk about it so much. Yeah, like it's, we spend a lot of time talking about it, but we have no content for it because I don't believe in the vibe and I don't want to shell out the money required to get that stuff up and running or figure out how to... Mm-hmm. Do- Capturing that stuff so far is not, like a seamless process or anything like that either. Like, it's it's got its own set of problems. And PlayStation has borderline dedicated an entire button on the controller to that. No, and they, they also have it so you can send a feed to the helmet, but then you can also have it. It will send that same feed to the HDMI cable that plugs into your TV. So capturing it is super easy, it turns out. 
mm-hmm. which I like. Oh, that's it, pretty awesome. It makes it much easier to show it off because you can just kind of record someone in the helmet and then still have the game and do an overlay or something. But that's beyond the point. I, I, I initially I was trying to buy the like launch pack and I couldn't find copies of that readily available like on Amazon or in hard locations. And mm-hmm. by Sunday I was like, eh, it's like. Why do I want to PlayStation VR for something like at studios and and to play Res? Why else? That's really it. I just want to mm-hmm. play Res again. You can just play Res, yeah. But you're right. I can just play Res. <laughs> so I bought Res and I'm playing that. Nice. Yeah, you've played Res, and that's right? That's the. No. It's the super. No, it was a PlayStation game. It's bounced around. It's the super psychedelic, um, like, hacking game where you're a guy floating through space and you, like, target stuff to break down firewalls and shit. If you've never played Res, this goes for you and the audience. Like, Res is the most indie what the fuck game ever. Mm -hmm. And it's awesome. Okay. And I'm not saying it's a good reason to own a PlayStation VR, but if you own a PlayStation VR and don't own Res, you're robbing yourself of the best reason to own a PlayStation VR, which is playing mm-hmm. PlayStation VR Res. Because hmm. that game is trippy and awesome. Hmm. It's also one of the few games that they actually want money for, apparently. Yes. Not a lot, but more than anything else I've run into. It's a full-ass game. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. But probably most importantly in my gaming stuff, I I have completed Gears of War 4. I, I I can report that Gears of War 4, once the Switch gets thrown, it holds up its Gears of Warness. In fact, it turns into Pacific Rim a little bit at the end, which is unexpected and also kind of cool, and also has a section of unexpected hilarity between combining Gears of War and Pacific Rim into one game. Mm-hmm. Uh, mild spoilers, but not really, because the giant mechas are in the trailer. So, for the final chapter of the game, you get in this, like, 15-story robot thing that's got a limited mm-hmm. ammo gun that, as best I can do, shoots, like, saw blades or something. And mm-hmm. the game flat I like out- shoot saw blades. Yeah, the, the, the game then goes on to flat-out say, hey, the robot suit works just like a Gears of War combatant, so it's got like a cover system for these giant robots completely intact, <laughs> and the roadie running's there, but a little bit different. But so there's a segment, at least I played it this way, where you're fighting something, and you're doing the cover system around fucking buildings, like 10-story tall buildings are your cover now, and I'm cracking up because like, this is so dumb! This is so good! <laughs> Cover nice. system with a mansion. <laughs> this That's is, awesome. Yeah, I, that, that game ends on a real strong note, a bit of a cliffhanger. I, they've at least justified a Gears of War 5. I, I'd like to see a Gears of War 5. I might like another break after 5. Like, don't get me wrong. I really enjoyed this game, but it brought nothing to the table except more of Gears of War. Good Gears of War, mm-hmm. not bad Gears of War. And I like Gears of War a lot, but at the same time, though, too... Part of my fondness for this game was, fuck, I haven't played a Gears of War game in a while. I could go for one of those now. Here's Gears of War 4. This is a good change of pace. In a year of ambiguous open story 
non-defined gameplay gimmick things like No Man's Sky or Choose Your Own Adventures or Morality Tales like Deus Ex or whatever. It's nice to get a game where it's like, see those things over there? Yeah, make them dead. But whatever, make them dead. Mm-hmm. How? Nice. We don't care. How? That's the fun. That's the fun. Do it this way, do it that way. Do it multiple times. Perfect it. We don't give a shit. Have a torque bow and shut up. You'll like it. Yay! <laughs> nice. Now, I'm glad to see that Gears of War got or went on strong and stayed strong yeah, for you. Yeah, if I may do a full review for this. If I was going to rate the game, I'd probably give it like a 4 out of 5 because there are some parts to that game that I think are detrimental. They're like... There's a couple new enemies in the game that just aren't fun to fight in my book, and they slow down the game a lot, and to fight them is a very different version of the game, which I did not enjoy so much, and they happen just enough where it's like, the fights are good because they're stressful and, like, nerve-wracking, but at the same time, they're obviously high ones... high-octane. Yeah, but at the same time, they're also kind of a, you know... I bet if you're playing this co-op, this fight's way more fun because it's not insta-death, potentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at those and the obligatory, hey, you're doing horde mode in the campaign, those rubbed me the wrong way, but even that was like, it's like, in a otherwise fantastic game, I'm like, fucking yeah, I totally recommend this game. The, like, those are the two nitpicky things I have because I can never be happy. Like, even looking back on, like, the opening chapter, I'm like, it wasn't that bad. It gets justified super awesome at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Like, the explanation for that opening chapter is amazing. It's like, oh, you actually explained all that shit. Awesome. Nice. And uh, so, any person who's currently struggling with getting through the first chapter, just just bear down, knuckle through it. It gets better. Yeah. It, my, my advice to you is: remember, Baird is a motherfucking asshole, and move on from there. <laughs> but yeah, Gears of War Four. I, I I recommend it. Like it in a year of really kind of, in some cases, meh to eh to. Huh? Game releases. This game is strong. And it's like, yep, we're we're Gears of War. We're not apologizing for that. Like, we're not doing anything really different. Maybe that's a problem. Maybe it's not. Like, there's some there are some damn fine moments in that game that only Gears of War can do. Hmm. Yeah. And it's just self aware enough too that you're like, okay, you you guys get it. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, that about does it on my end. I've, I've been busy with stuff and things that aren't really worth talking about. But yeah, it's been Gears of War 5, Indiecade, and being like, yeah, Res got re-released again. This is the third time I've bought Res in my life. This is like Destiny all over <laughs> again. Nice. Yeah. Hmm. I am waiting for the Halloween stuff in Destiny to kick off. I have Rise of Iron so fantastically underwhelmed me. It's like... Eh, let's just wait for Destiny 2 to happen. Mm -hmm. I think we're okay for the time being. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll do some content, maybe we won't, but I I am surprised how hard I've been like, eh, let's fall off that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't think you have kind of the Gears of War effect. You'll want it more if you put some distance between it and yourself. Yes, that's what I'm hoping for a little bit, but yeah, I... Uh, Shadow Warrior came out last week, and I keep thinking I'm going to stream that at some point. I'll definitely start playing that because Shadow Warrior, the um, the adventures of Lo Wang must continue. Have you played Shadow Warrior? 
No, but I own it. Common story out of me, I know. I, yeah, I need sure. to start playing that game between League of Legends queues, don't I? Uh, you can. Yeah, I... Because that one's like a real twitchy kind of 2D kind of thing, right? No. Okay. You may be thinking old Shadow Warrior. New Shadow Warrior is a 3D masterpiece of the absurd. I'm probably thinking the original. Yeah, that was the thing they put out at some point, too. That game is super fucking racist, but... That's a separate topic. Yeah, the sequel. Ca- the sequel had know. such I'm a. I'm thinking of something totally different. Fair enough. Well, go ahead. Yeah, no. The the sequel trailer for Shadow Warrior Two. It was nuts enough. It made me go buy Shadow Warrior One because I wanted to know what the fuck was going on. And I need to start playing some Shadow Warrior Two because I am sure that game is not perfect. But Lo Wang needs to be satisfied. <laughs> he demands satisfaction. Fair. As he might say, it's time to get some Wang. Wow. That's what the character says in the trailer. <laughs> I wish I could make that up. That's the level of humor that that game is. But yeah, what have you been up to, man? Any more weddings or anything like that? So, um... I have not been to any weddings recently. No more underground um, magic cards? I did play Magic. Was it in the street? Uh, no, it was in an apartment. Even scarier. Uh, and it really. wasn't my apartment. It was someone else's. Moving I know, on. I had to go outside into the dreaded sun to do this. I already told you, I'm not oh. making pale jokes this episode. You can <laughs> tempt me all you want, you ghost-like motherfucker. But I'm not making it- pale jokes. Uh, I don't know, it seems to be working pretty good. I'm just going to sit over here and act really smug for a little bit. Um, Go so, to the beach already. <laughs> I win. Um, so I uh, hung out with um, my f- uh, the bard from our D and D campaign. I thought he was ex bard. I thought uh, he was dead. Uh, no, we res- we resurrected him. Why he's would back you resurrect alive. a bard? That's like <laughs> because saying, now he's oh, got a dragon de- arm. It's like, ah, oh, this dead horse. Let's just put it on our back and carry it. Why not? Because <laughs> unfortunately, the dead horse had a uh, backstory and loved ones, so he he was a bit of the plot at that point. D and D characters are uh. meant to be expended, <laughs> disposable heroes. If you really loved them, you'd play better. <laughs> it's your fault. Um, it's dead. Your shitty, shitty roles. Hmm. Um, so we, me and my roommate got pad thai, hung out there, and we practiced for, uh, standard events. Um, what does we that did that mean? for a couple hours. Standard is the, like, the most recent card set versions where the, only the two or, like, the three most recent sets are usable. Um, and my roommate and I were, roommate and I were each able to pick up a deck for, like, 40 bucks, so we're like, all right, why not? We'll try it. Um, and it wound up being, or we wound up getting actually pretty good decks, like preemptively. Cool. Um, my the deck I have wound up like top eighting or getting seven slots in a top eight um, event recently. Very cool. Um, so we did that this weekend. My parents got tickets to go see the stand-up comedian Bob Marley. Okay. Not the musician, the stand-up comedian from Maine. Who basically just like came down and a whole bunch of stand up about being from like the New England area and you know 
uh, various people from around the world and stuff. Basically, in a lot of ways, not to compare ourselves to him because he's a talented individual who tours and does or tours the world. But I was like, this reminds me a lot of myself. <laughs> then he's a cynicistic bastard, and I'm yeah. like, I, I feel feeling homely. I like this guy. I want to invite him over for supper. Um, <laughs> so uh, that was really good. And then afterward, we went to uh, my family went to this bar in uh, Boston. And, uh, Jägermeister was there doing a, like, event. And they had a whole bunch of, like, people there. And they're like, okay, um, we're going to open up a box that contains some of the herbs and spices in Jägermeister. And, um, if you can write down, like, some of them. They didn't even list a number. I'm pretty sure they're just like, yeah, congrats, you win. You wrote down salt. Good for you. Um, <laughs> and we, they gave us all a free shot of Jägermeister. And I got, like, most of them. Um, <laughs> I'm still grappling with the fact that there's salt in Jägermeister. I'm not surprised, I don't, I don't but... think there's salt in Jägermeister. Okay, there exactly. might be. I'm just saying, like, write down anything. Woo, we don't care. Yeah. How did you know cement was a key ingredient? Uh, yeah, like, <laughs> you could just make up ingredients. But that, that's sure that's in Jägermeister. Yeah. I'll believe it. Because apparently it's got 50 th- or there are 16 known ingredients in Jägermeister, and there are 53 total. Of course. So, statistically speaking, salt's one of them. <laughs> um, There's only so many alchemic ingredients to use. I know, yeah. Was it earth, wind, fire, and human? <laughs> um, there's something to that effect. I forget the original, like, alchemy believed in, like, four elements, and if you added enough of any of them, you'll get something new. Um, and I'm pretty sure fire was one of them. <laughs> um... So that was pretty cool. So I got a pretty nice free shot glass from Jägermeister. Yeah. Um, on to video gaming stuff. I played League of Legends for the first time today in a month. Okay. Um, today now is October 20th. It told me I hadn't played since September 17th. And I don't know if I was on fire or what because I got above, like, A or above. Pretty much every single game I played. I think I got two S's and, a, and an A um, in the games I played. I was like, oh, guess I picked that up fast. Um, that said, I do not recognize the meta at all, and the world's completely, like, topsy-turvy, turned on its head. What year is it, kind of? Yeah, like, what champions are good right now? Oh, my God. Well, Skarner's good at the moment. Oh, Jesus, time to pull that one out of the depths of 2012. All right, I remember how to do this. <laughs> um. So that was a bit of a fun little Bambi on Ice moment, and then oh, I geez, like, oh jeez, yep. And then um, I played one game of Overwatch, and I played Tracer, and I managed to get. Oh man, I had gold damage, gold eliminations, gold cap time, and I think silver uh, point kills, and we won the game on uh Volskaya Industries and somewhere around like a minute and 10 seconds like we absolutely dominated this team. It, it, it was disgusting. I'm like, "Oh, cool. All right, I'll take it." But um this week was pretty pretty slow for me. A lot of it's been work. <laughs> yeah. Um and work-related things and that's been kind of like killing me slowly a little bit. And I've been like, "Ah, nap time." <laughs> Sleep out. work. Sleep. Play two hours of video games. Sleep. Yeah. 
Nah, because of work, it forced me to pace out my Gears of War 4 playing, which was nice. I got to kind of play a chapter of that over the, a night kind of thing over the span of seven days. It's like, yeah, this, is, this is the correct way to have done this. I appreciate this. Oh, and I remembered the one other thing I did. Oh? We're now on the last episode of uh, Helsing Ultimate. Nice. Which, that show just keeps providing. It gets so fucking good. Yes, I, it does. I forgot how awesome the mute guy is. Yeah. Like, oh, there's a reason he's mute. Oh, there's really a reason he's mute. <laughs> what happens when he talks, Jeff? Uh, he's part wolf. Yeah. <laughs> he can't talk. He growls. Yeah, he's a werewolf. <laughs> yep. Because um, Rob Zombie only had half of it right. Turns out the uh, Nazis had both werewolves and vampires. Yep. Because <laughs> why would you put all your eggs in one technology? So we need stuff when the sun comes out. Werewolves. Nope, th- those are night things too, I think. Uh... <laughs> they could be able to become a werewolf on command. All right, now he's broke. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was my week. Oh, I had a recommendation for you for the horror anime fest you've been slowly throwing all month. Ooh. It's called Kakarenbo. Kakarembo. It is a movie from my youth. It's I think it's like a half hour, forty five minute thing long. It's like it stands for like hide and seek or something. It's not very long, but it's got kind of a really it, the art form are being pretty cool. The monster design's pretty cool too. It's this kind of weird robot monster thing. Is it? Huh. It looks friggin' awesome. It is. I remember it being very cool. I have, it's I have got a, a lot of the like um, fox masks. Yeah, every like every character that's not a monster in the in the movie wears one of those masks. Yep, that's on this weekend's to do list. It's pretty cool. I'm curious what you think. It's definitely not like the scariest thing, but it's got a really cool. It's cool. Like the art style is pretty neat. The um, idea behind it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't tell me any more because I, I won't. intend. On legitimately seeing this. Yeah, all I'm going to tell you is it's Kakarenbo. I think Kakarenbo stands for, like, hide-and-seek or something like that. And yeah, it looks you... like it's actually populated mostly by kids. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Adding to the creepy factor. Okay, then. Yeah, if you can watch it in the Japanese dub with subtitles, there's not that much talking in the entire thing except for the end, so it, I think the voices are better in Japanese because they, like, they feel more age-appropriate. There's no, like, Mm -hmm. 10-year-old with a super deep manly voice because that's who they got to cast him. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I I hope you enjoy it. Uh, If anyone else wants up watching it, too, let us know what you think. I'm curious. It's been so many years since I watched it. I'm curious how it holds up. I I have a friend that, like, I can still mention that movie. He's like, you fucker, you made me watch that thing. Mm -hmm. I'm so stoked for this, like, I am preemptively stoked for next week's podcast because I know we're going to get to do the Halloween cast, yep. and I love horror anime. And it's got twirl or, around saying "fuck LA" movies. on Halloween. It's the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of. Com- in, I don't know what's going to happen this Halloween because I'm used to like. I can remember being in college and there being um. Like safe trick or treat in the dorms and stuff where people like, because I went to college in Lowell, uh, people who lived in not-so-great neighborhoods would bring their kids to the dorms to do trick-or-treating because sure. it's much safer. And um, kids would volunteer, and they'd put, like, signs on their doors that are like, yes, I, or pretty much, yes, I have candy, no, I'm not studying kind of thing. Yeah. And um, 
I now live in an apartment complex, and I'm kind of like, do I need to get candy? I would. Is this going to happen? It, it's probably a good thing to have preemptively. At worst it's case, like, you have candy. At that best a, case, not a bad some worst kids case. come by and get the candy from you. I know. My worst case scenario is I become deprived of my candy because I give it away the way I'm supposed exactly. to. Exactly. Like, it's a win-win situation at that point. Okay, we have to put candy in my shopping list. Yeah, it's... Yeah. You could be that cool guy who's giving out full-size candy bars. Go to Costco and be like, <laughs> sup, I'm the cool guy in the building. Not my roommate, though. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Close the well, the door. thing is, is there's two outcomes to this scenario where it's either you're the cool guy eating the full candy bar or giving out the full candy bars or you're the loser who sits at home eating <laughs> whole candy bars by no, himself. No, 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 no. Focus on you <laughs> tried to be the cool guy and your reward for failing at it was you still have a shit ton of full-size candy bars. <laughs> okay. This, this is a pretty good good plan, A. Neither of us are on wrestling diets anymore, Jeff. We can eat what we want within reason. <laughs> <laughs> if we want to eat a deep fried true. cinnamon roll, we can. Deep fried cinnamon roll. Oh, I've told you about the deep fried Milano cookies, right? Yeah. <laughs> and yet again, back to the food topic. Yep. <laughs> I love this podcast. Well, speaking of food, um, should we move on to our news for the week? I don't know how that segue works, but yes. <laughs> it worked because I said it worked. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of segues, here's a segue. <laughs> Basically, yeah. It's time for news, yep. bitches. Uh, so, um, first up, uh, Watchdog Two, not delayed on consoles, delayed by two weeks on PC. Thoughts on this one, mm-hmm. Jeff? Because I have some not so positive ones. I am not paying attention to that game because I, for the sheer fact of like. You burned the community too hard for me to be interested. So You need to come out, do well, and then I'll even address you. So building off that, last when they released the last uh, Watch Dogs, they got in trouble because the PC people data mined it and found like the E3 town demo level and shit like that. The cynical person who's been through this process before thinks they're just releasing the PC one two weeks later so no one can data mine it and pull out the information they were lied to again. That's a really good theory, actually. I, I it I've heard the oh no, we're trying to make the game better. I am absolutely convinced it's because a bad PC launch of that will wreck Watch Dogs a second time, and Ubisoft's solution is, we're just not going to give them to them at the same time. Like, we'll sell most copies in the first... The fact it's two weeks and not, like, a week, it's like, no, no, most game sales happen the first two weeks of a game being released. It's like, oh, this is so fucking suspicious. Mm-hmm. I, I'm choosing to believe in the conspiracy theory angle of Ubisoft is like, yeah, we may get in trouble again this year, we're just going to lie and hope we don't get caught immediately. But yes, if you're excited nice. for Watch Dogs 2, A, you shouldn't be. B, uh, maybe wait two weeks and see what the PC people think of it because they might find something again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I tr- yeah, that game needs to come out and be successful before I will go near it. I think that game coming out is a giant mistake. They should have left that franchise by the wayside. Like it regardless they need, of the they issues. honestly need to have figured out something like they need to be ground up pretty much doing a whole new game i yeah and that game is too much kind of assassin's creed for me like i i don't like watchdogs one uh jim kind of likes it but i 
there are so many things wrong that weren't like the lie to angle of that first game that's like, oh, you're just being too hard. No, that game is kind of not great. Just around the board. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Speaking of not great, though, faced with criminal charges, Valve is continuing to deny facilitating the Counter Strike gambling stuff. Mm-hmm. Basically, they're sticking to the idea that, like, we didn't totally know this was going on. Like, yes, our system was used to facilitate this stuff, but we didn't really benefit from it, although they kind of technically did. We, like, they, they're they claiming, like, we, we was this pot, did we maybe know this was happening? Maybe. Were we in any way, like, actively privy to it, though? Not really, and we didn't benefit from it aside for maybe an increase in skin sales. And people just overall playing the game in general. Yeah, I, it's I, I get where they're coming from, but at the same time, it's kind of at least in my reaction. Hey, um, hey, Valve. Yeah, this isn't going away. You try, it's like, yeah, you guys tend to ignore lots of stuff until you have to, but like, this is a bigger issue. This got like trade commissions and the gambling board going. Okay, we have to look at video games now. Why? Because stuff's going on there. Mm-hmm. This is DraftKings and Fantasy King or whatever the fuck it was called all over again. Yep. I mean, sticking to their guns, although, yeah, it may be annoying to hear it on a regular basis, it may actually not be the worst thing they do. Um, I'm sure they've got someone who's paid to think about this, thinking about it. So, I, if they'd had more of a reaction to it than, like, we weren't any way involved in this, I'd be like... I'd believe that. Like, I think this is one of those ones they're really hoping it just kind of goes away and they're going to have to deal with it because it's now part of this whole new gambling horizon of, hey, we're in the future now, and and the future kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. It's a complicated place. It's not totally clear what is and isn't gambling at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to go away for the gambling commission. I oh, think no. Steam can get it off their plate, though. Yeah, no. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, moving on from that, though, um, you're a fan of the Amnesia franchise, ain't you, Jeff? Very big. Well, so it's coming to PS4, which I actually thought was already the case, but apparently not so. So you can now pick is up... Is getting VR support? I don't know. I didn't look into that. Because if so, that is mortifying. Um... I'm not seeing that anywhere in the article I read, but I'm now doing a quick search for... Nope, the letters V and R do not return any useful information, but yeah, so if you pick this up for PS4, you get Amnesia, The Dark Descent, A Machine for Pigs, and Justine, all in one bundle. Mm-hmm. I believe you can also buy them separately if you want. I I could have sworn these came out for consoles at one point, so when I saw this, I'm like, wait, what? Didn't that already happen? I mean, I don't remember anything about them coming to consoles, yeah. but I mean, I have no idea. Nah, I. That's kind of your Halloween month news, if you will. A very successful horror game. So, actually, to your comment, just because it's not VR supported doesn't mean you can't play it on the PlayStation VR in like cinema mode where it makes it like your. The VR screen becomes like your TV. Yep. That'd be interesting to see, actually. Hmm. I will not be doing that for something Super with the studios. Super 3D effect. I, uh, uh, 
<laughs> I, part of me almost bought a PlayStation VR just to force Jim to play horror games on it for Halloween. Not gonna <laughs> lie about that. It that would have been rather entertaining. It definitely crossed <laughs> my mind. Be like, oh, I'll be in the other room not dealing with this. You get to do this now. Screw you. <laughs> Sucks to be you. Unfortunately, I'm a million miles away, and the only one would be like, sign me up. Oh, no. I, that's that, that's Drop the me thing. in the machine. That's the thing. Jim talks a big game. Like You'd be like, fucking yeah. Let's see this. Jim would be like, yeah, I'll tell this halfway through. Oh, this is a poor choice. You'd be like, fucking <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, this is some great tension. Oh, my God. Where's it coming from? Where's it going from? Fuck! <laughs> Thank God I'm wearing these adult underwear. Yep. Thank God I got my Depends on. Ah, shit, it scared me! This tarp was a good investment. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Well, so, um, we've sporadically talked about mods and the kind of confusing legality of them in a variety of con- uh, contexts. So, this is kind of a two parter, if you will. So,. For those unfamiliar, the um, Samsung Galaxy Note 7 has been, um, well, blowing up quite literally Ooh. a little bit lately. And someone decided to mod that into Grand Theft Auto 5, where the sticky grenades became the Samsung Galaxy 7 Note. Which That is not the most offensive thing I've heard of in that game. No, it's not. But at the same time, it's branded with the word Samsung and the logo and... A, a prominent video kind of showing off this mod got flagged by Samsung and taken down off YouTube. It's now mm-hmm. back, but if you've ever wondered of a good example of kind of the questionable gray zone that is mods, this is the perfect example where Samsung is actually kind of totally in their rights to demand this video be taken down. YouTube has said, no, fuck you, you don't have ownership of this, but... The mod probably is suable, in theory, by Samsung for use of their logo illegally and their design and stuff like that. So, if you've ever been curious what me and Jeff were talking about, we talk about, like, yeah, mods are cool, but then Charlie goes, yeah, but they're also kind of a fucking murky-ass legal territory. This is the most simple example of that, where it's just be, it's like, oh, I made this thing. Yeah, but that thing actually is a real thing that someone owns and has rights to. So be careful. That said, I think Samsung would have been better off leaving well enough alone. Oh, yeah. They're absolutely. only drawing more attention to it this Absolutely. Oh, no, this, is a, this was a terrible choice on Samsung's part to um, go down this path. I, I just I wanted to pull this article because I think it's the best example of a topic we've talked about several times, which is mods are cool, but at the same time, like the world of mods is super... Gray. Yeah, gray at best. Like it's like, oh, I put lightsabers in this game. That might be illegal. Mm-hmm. Why? The concepts of lightsabers is kind of copywritten. But they're in Skyrim. Yeah, that's to make it better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so the biggest news before our main topic of this week, uh, uh, to get it out of the way, yes, we are aware the Nintendo NX, now the Nintendo Switch came out, and that's our main topic. It is the biggest of news, if you will, but there's more to talk about there. The Mm. last big news item, if you will, for us is, well, Red Dead Redemption 2 has been officially announced. They had that stupid logo teaser campaign the trailer is out it's called red dead redemption 2 
there are some exclusives coming to PlayStation 4 players for something of the stuff. Based on the success of PlayStation Online, I could imagine, or Grand Theft Auto Online, I could imagine that free roam mode will make a triumphant return of some kind. I'm betting that's mm-hmm. where the special content will be. Well, that's, I'm that's, interested to see where they go with the story in this one because uh, in the original games, a little bit of spoiler here for a second, the main character's pretty dead. Yeah, that's... So dead, they made a zombie game resurrecting him. He's already died. He can come back to life. Yeah, I... It's hard to return from that. So this either has to be new characters, a prequel, or his bullshit fucking son. Well, so we actually talked about this briefly last week. There is a game in the Red Dead franchise prior to Redemption. Correct. And it's Red Dead Revolver. So I personally am super disappointed... This is called Red Dead Redemption because it at least makes me think maybe it links up to the story of John Marston. And as far as I'm concerned, the story of John Marston is done. I don't want more John Marston. I definitely don't want his son. I want a different place in some ways. I want a new main antagonist. I want a different story. Like, if John Marston shows up, like, hi, I'm John Marston, and then he leaves the game completely, I'd be okay with that. Mm-hmm. But I... Or Sasquatch. <sighs> Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, I I'm, I'm going deep. No, <laughs> I, leave, ignore me. He's in the Undead Nightmare. He's in the game. He's, yep. <laughs> he's in the Undead Nightmare. As he is Grand Theft Auto Five, but that's a separate topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's I, 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 I get it. Brand recognition, Red Dead Redemption's the name we all know, but I don't want it in any way. I, I definitely don't want a prequel. I super don't want a sequel. I just want another game of the Red Dead side. I want I want that cowboy game kind of thing. Grand Theft Horse. Yes, uh, no, literally back when they GTA announced Horse. Red Dead Redemption, I was like, I would talk to people it's like, well, Red Dead Revolver was great. I'm like, yeah, but have you sick? The videos for Red Dead Re- Redemption looks so good. Like it looks like Grand Theft Auto Four with horses. And isn't that like all we've ever wanted? Mm-hmm. And it kind of was like I. I still prefer Red Dead Redemption to Grand Theft Auto V to this day. Like, I I enjoy Red Dead Redemption more overall than I've ever enjoyed a Grand Theft Auto game. It is because I liked Red Dead Redemption as much as I even gave Grand Theft Auto V a shot. Mm-hmm. It's like, fucking yeah, I, I, like I'm, I'm, I'm over my disdain for the Grand Theft Auto open worlds because Red Dead Redemption is amazing. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's been officially yeah, I'm, announced. I'm stoked for I'm stoked for this game to come out. To be honest, like, I, I'm just curious where they're going to go with it. Yeah, I, I, it's who knows. I'm very curious where it winds up going, but I, I'd like to see it personally announced for PC. But that's just me now being a PC person. It's confirmed for PS4 and Xbox One, which I own both of. So. Actually, I'm kind of curious if the workaround will be it comes out for Xbox One and that version you can play on the PC because that whole yeah. Xbox One shared thing. That would actually be kind of cool, but that's a separate topic. But yeah, it comes out next year around this time, fall 2017. The trailer's up. The type font is correct. It's officially all westerny and looking, so. Yep, and if... uh say i believe oh, 
Nope, never mind. The thing I was going to talk about is wrong. Yeah. All right. Never mind. I, I, before we move on to our main top thought, I would like to call attention to just how much fucking bullshit their ad campaign for this was. Like the, oh, we put a red logo up on Twitter. Whatever could it mean? And then they put another thing up. It's like, oh, it's maybe. A, just fucking put the trailer up in the first place, you guys. Like, I, I, I was kind of like, I'm like, this is all the trailer we get after all the lead up you gave us? Fuck you, Rockstar. Fuck you. I don't know. That campaign, I think, worked well on a lot of people. It reminds me a lot of Valve's shenanigans. Yeah, I find it equally except frustrating. Except on a manageable budgeting. <laughs> yeah, I just find it equally frustrating when Valve does it, though, too. It's like, oh, look how clever we are. No, we know the game is coming. Give us a fucking trailer already. No, we're mm-hmm. so clever. No, you're not. <laughs> but, okay. But, but, oh, I forgot this last piece of news. It kind of leads into this. Um, The, uh... Overwatch ARG for Sombra has ended, and nothing has been revealed. Congrats, Overwatch community. You've been played. The what? It was so underground, Jeff missed it. So, do you know who Sombra is, or Sombra? Nope. It's a new hero they've been teasing for the game. It's some stealth character. It's got, like, a skull candy face logo thing. And there's been a variety of hints in the game about it that people have been piecing together and hacking a variety of not-affiliated battle net accounts and stuff like that and generally being kind of shitty people on it. And there was a timer on a website that clocked all the way down, and then nothing happens. So, congrats. I guess. I don't know. Exactly. (laughs) I literally have no idea. I thought this was a more widely known thing based on how it's been talked about online. So I, it's interesting to hear that you you who play a fair amount of Overwatch was like, what the fuck, Sombra? Well, if it's a community-driven thing, I actually don't use the Overwatch subreddit fair. at all. I use Overwatch University because the Overwatch subreddit is very much populated with, like, cosplays, fan art, and play of the games. But none of that's, like, competitive how-to-get-better content, so I wind up going over to Overwatch University, which is where something like that would never pop up. Yeah. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I mean, they do have a... They do plan on releasing more characters, so who knows? Maybe they'll come out with it in a while. Mm. Yeah, we'll see. League of Legends has a couple of unconfirmed characters that are supposed to come. Are some of them have been released and people know how much they evolved into what they've become, and then a couple of them like have never seen the light of day. And I'm sure Riot's been like, "Jesus, what kind of fucking drugs were we on when we came up with this? A tree that hunts people? Whatever." <laughs> oh, so I've taken this. I've actually taken to watching like lore explanation videos of League of Legends, and it is amazing what people can <laughs> oh, do with that. Jesus. They stretch it so thin. It's like, and then this is like, nope, nope, no. This is amazing. You made a five-minute video out of this, but I can set up the lore. We made up some stories to justify arena combat. The end. Even League of Legends discontinued League of Legends is, uh... Lore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, That that's... Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, should we move to our That's main topic? Little... Did I what? Shall we move to our main topic? Sure. So, um, you want to intro this or should I? Because I, 
I'm just surprised zero this actually happened today, so. Yeah, this kind of is so weird going from Nintendo's campaign thing of like, we've got this thing coming out, it's called the NX. Yeah, here's the thing, it's not called that. And here's a whole bunch of content on it revealing some games and how the thing works. The name change surprises me less, I guess. I, If you'd asked me last night, hey, have they actually unrevealed the NX or as it's now known, the Nintendo Switch tomorrow, I'd be like, they'll technically reveal it, but they're not going to show us shit because I'm not convinced that things actually exist. And lo and behold, we record on Thursday, which means we were lucky. The NX video was up by the time I was awake. You could watch it and... I am intrigued. It looks kind of cool. The trailer is stupid as all hell because I don't believe half the people in that trailer would A, own a video game console, or B, be like, fuck yeah, we're throwing it on top of this building. Time for some NX. You got that Mario yeah. Kart? Let me go to this social gathering and bring my game console with me. Yeah. That only... Well, for the purposes of the video, you they have an infinite number of controllers and can have infinite number of people be playing at the same time, but... And everyone has this one, would be too. like, I'm going to... Hey, my friends have invited me out for beers. I'm going to bring my Game Boy. Yeah. We're going go-karting. Let's play some Mario Kart in the car. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will say the thing I find impressive is how much of the, like, fan speculation panned out on this thing. I... Show your work, because I think the fans were pretty, like, not I mean, right they did about shoot this. in the dark, but, like, I remember when they had people latched on to that idea of that, cons- or that concept art where basically they took a Wii U controller and taped fucking Wiimotes to the side of it, and, like, okay, it's gonna, it could potentially be like this, and, like, that'd be dumb as hell, and lo and behold, here it is. Yeah. And I'm not as convinced it is as dumb as I thought the Wii U remote with two nunchucks strapped to it was. Well, so I'm going to say... Like, there's I've, stuff here... Uh, it, it, the thing is, there's so much stuff here that I can be both sold and unsold on multiple things, and it's not enough to pull in either direction. Yeah, you know? so I, I, my reaction to that was, even us dumbasses, like, making fun of the Wii U were like... Or making fun of the NX or the Switch. I'm going to change Switch? names about a billion <laughs> times today by accident, because I'm just saying NX. Like, I think even we jokingly said in passing, like... What's the future of Nintendo? I don't know. A Wii U gamepad you can take out of your house. And guess what? They basically gave you a Wii U gamepad you can take out of your house, which I'm not necessarily opposed to, but at the same time, it's like, okay, I own a Wii U gamepad. I bought mine two years ago kind of thing. Or Mm -hmm. three years ago? A time ago. Recently. Recently than I should have kind of thing. How are you going to convince me to buy into this? Because, like, don't get me wrong, I like the handheld market for Nintendo. I own a DS somewhere. You own a 2DS, don't you, or something? Yep. Like, yeah, they're, they're, they make a fine handheld. If they're doubling down on that angle of it, cool. But then they're showing, like, fucking Skyrim running on it in the trailer, and I'm watching that going, that's not how I would ever play Skyrim. No, that seems super stupid. Actually, Skyrim was one of the things that popped out to me that, like, I was like, if you could make motion controls work with this well, this could be cool. But simultaneously, I also can see that I haven't actually seen these little things do motion controls. Well, so that's been, I think... It's heavily inferred that they do, but No, it hasn't been, actually. I've gotten the impression there's no motion control. 
I mean, the fact it detaches and you hold it in two hands to because me it's says a controller. That. You have a joystick and two buttons, or in four buttons, then. No, no, I no, no, no. They have video of the guy holding them one in each hand, like nunchucks. Granny's though, on a, not like um. Yeah, like nunchucks. The nunchucks didn't have motion control. The wag, the um, remote did. I think that's just like you can sit back and play with it. Like, a, like I think that's supposed to be like you don't have to buy a fancy controller. You can just kind of kick back and use these if you're comfortable with those. Mm-hmm. I don't think this thing has motion controls because they'd have shown the motion. Then why bar. would it separate though? So you can like that's so do much- that. So it's a remote control oh, at that point. It's just a remote control for it. <laughs> I don't disagree, but yeah, the, the impression I mean, I've gotten yeah. is that's so you can like take it to a party and be like, who wants to play me in this? And you can snap them off and be like, fucking yeah, we're doing this. Yeah. Because they're not symmetrical. The left and the right controller are like inverses of each Which other. Which I'm super concerned about, actually. I mean, you can hold the controller backwards. It could be intended to be done like that. I don't, I don't know. I, I, don't, I think that's how it works with the snap-off thing. Because when you snap them off, they both wind up aligning the same way button-wise when you spin them. It's the, when you're holding it in mobile mode, your thumb yeah. button on your right is way low compared to like where you want it to be. And I don't mind holding my Wii U gamepad. It's a tad heavy. I'm actually looking at the picture here. It looks like you are supposed to hold the right one backwards Yeah, I, so that your thumb sticks on the left. Don't know. That's, what, that's awkward and weird because the, the thumbstick on one of them is on the end of the controller, and the other one, the thumbstick's in the center of it. No, no, they're they're both on the. I think once you spin it, it winds up being pretty symmetrical. But that's the issue. No. One's on the edge of the controller, one's in the center. Oh, I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm not looking at that picture. I guess. Yeah, sorry, I have it off of my second monitor. No, that's fair. I'm, I bet that's more symmetrical than you'd expect at that point. But yeah, like yeah, it's probably manageable. I, I could find like holding that might be like super awkward though, because now your buttons are high apparently, and you're like trying to Xbox 360 while like the PSP has them both in a line for a reason because you can kind of rest it in your hands correctly. Then, like the controller yeah. makes sense because you've got the spikes for the in your hands, but I. Every time I look at it, I'm like, what the fuck is going on with those buttons? Why did you do mm-hmm. this? Yep. Yeah, I Yeah, I, I I don't know. Like like I say, this thing has the amazing ability to both like there's certain things here I like. Like the fact that you can take two of them together and play four player, I actually really like that it has the ability to do multi console split screen ish shit. Yeah. That's actually really cool. Um, the, how the controller works and whatnot is going to have to prove itself in its own right. Um, I'm also, I don't actually can't tell if it has shoulder buttons because Nintendo has a weird, okay, it does. So Nintendo's got a weird history with the number of buttons on any given controller after the N64. I will also (laughs) say this, it looks like this thing might have nubs. Like the joystick nubs? I don't know. There's like a, there's an extra little thing on there, which I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm completely wrong because they're not in the right locations for it. But on either thing? side, there's like a little there's a little square on the left side and a little circle on the right that's got like a star. I think those are supposed to be the pause buttons for when you break it into two people's controllers. That might be it. I don't know. It's I do not know. But like everything about how this thing is supposed to be held when it's in mobile mode kind of confuses me some. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Also, I, I don't know if it was just me, but it seemed also like the thing lags a little bit when it's in control or when it's in like handheld mode. That may be the video. When they were playing I don't know. Zelda, yeah. It just looked like one boss, the one boss when they were playing Zelda just moved like slightly wrong. Well, so that's, I'm glad you brought that up. Like, they actually showed off no new games, I think, in this video. And like, yeah, they showed Skyrim running on a mobile device, but. I'm not actually convinced that's HD Skyrim. That might be old Skyrim running on this mm-hmm. thing, which is still cool, but a lot of people are like, holy crap, HD Skyrim. I'm like, I don't think that's HD Skyrim. It doesn't look the, that good. The one game that I'm reading they're talking about being potentially different is Splatoon, because I guess they said the characters in the video have custom hair pieces, which is not yeah. available in the current game, so it could be a modified version of the current game or it could Maybe. be a new one. That's the only thing that jumps out at me as, like, we've never seen that before, yeah, quote-unquote. I, 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 the reaction I purely had was it's like, then fucking tell me it's new. Like, tell me which version of Skyrim says, like, hey, new Splatoon. Make a big deal of that fact. Mm-hmm. I like Splatoon. I like Splatoon a lot. Like, I would totally buy a new Splatoon. But I don't, it's like, too much of that trailer was us going, like, Okay, is that new? Is that the new version? Is that the old version? Is this just like, are they just showing footage because they can? Because mm-hmm. you got to show something. I, I don't know. Oh, and that was one of the other huge fan theories when they first started speculating about this thing is that it was going to be on cartridges. That's, which I swear to God, was just one person trolling to see if they could stir up the community. That's been confirmed for a little while, actually. Has it been? Yeah, maybe not completely confirmed, but there was enough news that's like, yeah, they filed a patent for it or something where it's like, yeah, it runs on cartridges. Yeah. I was just surprised to see that actually, like, come to fruition because I honestly thought we were past cartridges. Um, That said, we kind of, we distribute um, media on flash drives now a lot. Yeah, my other reaction is the DS still technically uses cartridges. It does, but it's a handheld. This is technically it's not, a handheld. It's not into, it, is, it is technically a handheld, but they're trying to put full-size games on there. Like they make, Skyrim, low-res or not, is not a small game. Yeah, but I also own, an, I also own a one-terabyte flash drive. True. But whatever they're putting in there, I don't think it's a terabyte. <laughs> I'm not saying it is. I'm simply saying, like, yeah. if it's essentially a glorified flash drive, I... It kind of makes sense. Like, it does help you squeeze some processing power maybe out of this. So I I guess kind of one of the important things to bring up is NVIDIA is the graphics card behind this. And that leads me really? to a... Hmm? I said, really? Yeah, they're, they're making a special graphics card for this system. It's based off of their already existing kind of mobile technology graphics card, which um, you've heard of the NVIDIA Shield before, right? NVIDIA Shield, no, it doesn't ring a so bell. So that's the NVIDIA kind of portable Android Game Boy that they made. And it's okay. If you guess I can Google it, it's worth looking up, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's it over the years has done some impressive things, like run Skyrim or shit like that. Like it's done some weird stuff. And it's also essentially like a little mini, like looks like a router box or it's a tablet with a controller that's basically an Xbox 360 controller that wireless hooks up to. And it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, and it's got little screens for it occasionally. And the moment I heard the NX Switch, Nintendo's new thing, was running on NVIDIA graphics cards, I had this reaction of, wait, is this just a new version of the Shield, technically? And mm-hmm. that actually maybe explains a lot of what we're looking at in some ways. 
and maybe not in a good way because the shield ain't great. It's not bad, but it's definitely not amazing. How much do they want for this thing? Uh, they have not announced how much they want for this thing, but the shield generally sells between like 200 and 300 bucks, depending on what you're buying. And I think you can run Skyrim said, on it. All the graphics in here look a lot better for the shield than they do for the uh, Switch. Yeah, I there's some Nintendo graphics going on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you could. But there are definitely videos and pictures out there of people running Skyrim on a Nvidia Shield, not new Skyrim, normal Skyrim. So, part of me almost wonders if that maybe detracts from the impressiveness of a Nintendo console. It's like, oh, it's got Skyrim. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Shield does that too, and this might this might just be a super fancy Shield at the end of the day, which I'm okay with, but. I suspect that may disappoint some people. I mean, being honest, the fact that NVIDIA hasn't made a gaming console in some ways is kind of surprising. Uh, they, well, may, they, they have the shield. They have. they have the shield. But that it took them this long and they went handheld first. I think handheld well, actually, they can also. Actually, they can kind of see why they wouldn't enter the console market. They'd be competing against themselves. Yeah. <laughs> well, especially because you've got, like, they worked with... Like, for reference, this is the first kind of team-up we've had since they work with Sony on the PS3, which was a whole separate issue. So it kind of makes sense they're trying to get back into it this way. I, The moment my ma- brain made the, like, holy crap, this is a new shield connection, immediately it was like, oh, crap, this is a new shield. That's not good, maybe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's... Let's focus on the positives. It does look cool. Like, I... I'm more excited about this than I ever was about the Wii U. Hmm, definitely. Yeah, and... Well, this has a lot more going on than the Wii U did. The Wii U was a very... The Wii... Being a Wii U is one of, like, eight things this thing does. Yeah. Um, which I guess a little bit of kudos right there, the fact they were able to take, like, remember all your shitty Wii U games? Yeah. Do you like any of them? Well, like, one of them. Well, you're going to be able to backwards compatibility potentially with this. And it'll actually handle, like, the Wii U for better or for worse. Okay, so I just poked <laughs> around some, actually. And they do sell, like, a dock for the two slide-off things that makes it into more of a normal controller. They do sell that. Or there is the a... Joy there, there are pictures of it, Joy-Con yeah. grip? Yeah. Yeah. That's, they also sell a straight-up controller, yep. which may be the weapon of choice. That's what I'd be buying if I was... If, so, that's actually a question. Based on what you're seeing right now, are you interested in buying this? Based on this alone, no. They need to come up with games I want. For sure. Because that was kind of the thing with the Wii U is like, as much as I diss on and shit on that thing, if it had had a bunch of games that I wanted, I would have forgiven it. Not sure. I bought it for Bayonetta 2 like, after all. Yeah, I would say, but it only had Bayonetta 2. And that's like it. Like, I own a Wii now. I wanted no more heroes. I wanted Mad World. I can backwards compatibility and play, you know, Nintendo or 64 games and shit. Um, using the store, the Wii U can technically do all that, but then I'd have to shell out the more money for the Wii U, and it would got me what Bayonetta two. Yeah. Whoa. And Splatoon. Splatoon's pretty good. Hmm. So two games. There's some other stuff, but yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. <laughs> It's got the softest uh, game discs on the market. The softest? They, 
I don't know what's up with them. The edges of them are like the most amazing things to rub on your skin. It's like oh, this aren't is they so like weird. Super thicker and round or something. Maybe yeah. They, it's like relaxing. It's like oh, this is nice. <laughs> if I could see, sleep on take... a bed of them, I would. It's like oh, this is so comfortable. What you should do is take like some rod stock and a couple of copies of something that r- pick any Wii U game that tanked. Um, most of them. And just buy a what? Most of them. Most of them. And then just like bargain and get a whole bunch of them, and make yourself like a roller, and then just roll oh, that that'd on your back. that'd be amazing. <laughs> that'd be so good. Just relaxation via Wii new SWS patent, the uh, used Wii game roller. Yeah. No, I, or used I, Wii U game roller. No, but I guess to go back to the topic of would I buy? Would we buy this? I, I'm not gonna lie. As much as I've been like, it's not actually a thing. They're lying to us. I am very intrigued because they're finally giving me what I wanted, which was a Nintendo console where I can play both mobile games and console games. Or more, it's the, like, no, everything's going to come to this. Some stuff will be more mobile game geared. Some stuff will be probably more constantly geared. But it all comes to one device. And that I am super intrigued by because I like Nintendo as a mobile manufacturer. They have some good games. Fuck, I, I'm a big fan of Pokemon. Yep. Yeah, I. Pokemon's awesome. No. Also, and, I don't. Go. Nope, go ahead. I, no, it's it's one of those things where I'm kind of looking at this. If they're having a, maybe don't aim to be the most powerful console, be like the most powerful handheld. If you go for that, you could make some really cool games that, like, because it's technically a handheld, you can get away with it not being as graphically cool, but, like, maybe In finally way, give us the Pokemon a, game we want. It's a shame this thing doesn't make phone calls, huh? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> um, but let's say, have you seen the sampling of Nintendo Switch partners? I have. It's pretty bizarre. There's Some of it's bizarre. There's one in here that I think will catch your attention, potentially. Or at least me. it grabs mine. Enlighten what? me. Grasshopper. Yeah, that's already a known thing, kind of. I know, but at the same time, like, I guess maybe it's just because I'm playing No More Heroes at the moment that they jump out at me. But something wacky and zany like that on a new console that... Yeah. If they could find a way to make the gimmicks not suck. Because my relationship with Nintendo in recent years has been very like, wow, that's an interesting gimmick you have there. How's your regular, you know controller and game franchise is doing no 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 gimmick now no i i don't think you're understanding i don't want the gimmick i just want you know your regular proprietary franchises that were fun and beloved you know handle kind of like they used to well we took them mm -hmm, okay and we made new ones okay i like what you're doing and we shoehorned in gimmicks yeah i I don't like that last step could you not do that yeah and and depending on to your point, I, I'm not going to call it a return to form, but I like the idea of Nintendo making a video game console, a video game-ass video game console. Yeah, there's mm. some gimmick in this thing's design because of the snap-off parts, but it's a video game-ass video game console. It plays video games. They have not said it's got motion controls for it. It plays things with controllers, and that's something I am curious about because i liked the gamecube i love the nintendo 64 i think they're at their best when they're making really cool console-ish games and this is the kind of double joystick version of a handheld we've wanted from them and i'm not quite sure what benefits you get from having it docked except for a bigger screen but 
if you told me like, hey, things run better when it's docked and shit like that, I'd be like, fucking yeah. This is a super that dock slick thing is fucking huge. Yeah. It must do some kind of extra processing. It must have extra RAM or extra resources I don't it can know. tap into. I honestly don't know, but yeah. Like, Say, power supplies aren't that big if it's just charging it and taking out a fucking HDMI port. Maybe like, it's got better internet connection or something. I don't know. It could be an, yeah. H- it could be an HDMI converter uh, or a 1080p converter of some kind or something, but mm-hmm. I, it's, I, I don't know what's going on. But like, the features they're showing off, the kickstand, the kind of media mode stuff they're implying is cool. Yep. I, it's This is the most futuristic console we've gotten so far. And I actually kind of like it. Like, the Wii U, I'm like, that's stupid because you're not getting the point of this. The Wii, fuck that thing. But, like, this is like, nah, this is a potentially really cool step forward, maybe, if you think about it. Mm. One of the things that's kind of hitting me right now looking at it is they're going to have to return to form on games with not many buttons. Because if you're going to crack this controller in half and hand half the buttons to one person and half them to another you're very limited. Well, so my assumption is you limit it to certain games. Like, oh, you basically say, hey, these games are fine for the crack and half multiplayer. These ain't. Yeah. No, no, I totally agree with that. But I think that that could force kind of a return to, like, Super Nintendo, NES style, like, yeah. A is jump, B is some other thing, and you move around style games could make a bit of a comeback. That said, there's some elegance and some grace and simplicity, and games that handle like that are many a beloved, and there's plenty of cool, new, interesting stuff you could still do with that. Sure. Okay, so I just Um, stumbled on something I'm going to ask you about now. So because you technically have this variable technology, someone made a composite of, hey, what if you could swap out controllers for different games? Would that be interesting to you? Like, if you could have, like, a shooter grip for the right side or something where it's like, hey, we have this trigger style on there, we've got the joystick in a more optimal location for you. I found that with me, once I have the one style that I love, I stick with it. Like, if I have the availability of having a game on my computer or a game on a console, I'll play it on my computer. And if I have the option of playing it with a controller or using my keyboard, I use my keyboard. Sure. Like, I have my my favorite thing. The only time that I've ever had, like, it's very rare that it's something's like, this is so much better with a controller than it is with a keyboard. Not sure. Um, which for me is basically driving games just because um, controllers have better multi-input technology than my keyboard does. Yeah. So being able to hit the gas and the brake simultaneously, there's some used to and i lose that with my keyboard yeah i guess my reaction is like if you could sell specifically for like hey this is for pokemon or something i'm not sure how that would work but like i might be down for that actually in some weird way where it's like okay here's the bayonetta controller what's it it's way more sensitive and nutty (laughs) go fucking nuts Mm -hmm. yeah i I just want a version that doesn't have that stupid joystick down at the bottom of that other controller. Like, as dumb as that sounds, I want it up top like the Wii U has. Because that's, like, the Wii U is comfortable. This doesn't look super comfortable to have in your hands, but I could be totally wrong. I I don't know. Sneezing attack. Yeah. I don't know, this thing, it's got some potential. Yeah. There's stuff I'm not so sold on, like the... 
I don't know what the big charging station does. Yeah. I remember watching Yahtzee's review of when they re-released Ocarina of Time for the 3DS and they wanted him to yell at his, at his 3DS to do stuff. He's talking about, like, I can't imagine being the one bloke on the bus doing this bullshit. Like, just yelling at your game thing. And I was joking around with my roommate because he was playing that, um... What was that game you and him talked about the one time you were here? The uh, Dishonored? No, 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 no. The 3DS game. Um, with mm. relationships and uh, it's turn-based oh, strategy. Oh, yeah, yeah. One of the um, Fire Emblem games. A Fire Emblem game, which has you have to fucking blow on your wife because she just got out of the shower. Right. Or your, your waifu. Yep. And, like, you wouldn't go on a bus and do that. In a crowded place, and they have the person using this thing on a fucking plane playing Skyrim, which I'm like, I have a feeling that some of the idea they're pushing here is not going to pan out. (laughs) Yeah. We'll see. So, at this point we're saying we'll see, so. No, I'm looking, I'm I'm actually looking over the um, partners list, and there's a more important one on there than... Uh, your beloved uh, grasshopper. Grasshopper. It's platinum. Where do you see platinum? Platinum's over by Sega, and below Konami. Oh, there they are. Yeah, that Platinum's means on here. maybe so Bayonetta, Bayonetta three. <laughs> that is that is important. Yeah, it's yeah. I, they've assembled a potentially very impressive group. I'm not sure what this means for it. I guess like I. There's a great amount of potential here. Like, the concept is a solid one. I am intrigued about a Nintendo device. Like, I, as much as I'm down on them as a kind of company right now and like to kick them when they're down because they keep making interesting news happen, I, I like Nintendo being around. And Nintendo doing kind of innovative shit like this, I'm all for. The Wii U and the Wii, not so much. But this is undeniably kind of like futurish ass technology for a video game console, and that I find intriguing as hell. At least they've shown, hey, we're partnered all the bigs, we got some of your beloved ones, like, we have some cool stuff we might be putting out soon. That's cool. They're making the right moves, and at the same time, it's undeniably Nintendo. Like, this thing looks like a console I want to own. It's sleek looking. It's very well designed. It conceptually makes sense to me. I, I understand what it is just by looking at it, which is what Nintendo does best. And I... I want more information, obviously. They they have unveiled it, and we're like, it's out! We're announcing it! Fuck off now! But at the same time, I want to know more. I think, kind of in the same way that Red Dead Redemption was teased the way it was, the fact they're like, okay, Mm. yeah, it's a thing. Go away now. I think it's a bad look, because there are so many unanswered questions. I'm not saying throw like an event to play with the Switch, but maybe get a little bit more out there. Show off some more games convince me you have more games like explain some of this functionality better like, there's literally been no follow-up to this video aside for people like me and you going oh shit nintendo mm-hmm. but yeah i color me intrigued color me aggressively intrigued so much so I may hold like if they announce persona 5 is coming to this thing I would not get persona 5 for my gun PS4 because I'd be going to take that with me and also play it on my TV is the dream in some ways where it's like hey it's a super ass long game I can take it anywhere anywhere hey anywhere. I need to take a shit yes Why kind pause? of 
No, it's I. We keep approaching this kind of interconnected universe of, hey, you want to play your console game on your DS or your PSP or your Nintendo Switch now? Yeah, you can. Do it. Yeah. Any more thoughts on this? I've kind of said all I got on this one. I, like I said, I'm intrigued. The only uh, one on here that I'm like, need to shake my fist at is Autodesk, but that's because of my personal qualms with Autodesk yeah, as a person who does 3D modeling. That's, mm, I remember you! They're a fine but they, video But game they engine. do fine in the video game industry because they're, they're... I understand that their 3D modeling software and their game developing softwares are totally different. Yeah. Um, Not a fan of the inventor? No. <laughs> SolidWorks! Oh, God. Yep, that's all I got. Yeah. Well, so, so, I guess as always, we are Something Wicked Studios. You've been listening to the Wicked Awesome Cast. I'm Charlie. He's Jeff. Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, we always appreciate hearing from you people. Uh, you can contact us at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Again, that's wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. There's a link down in the show notes as well that I believe works. Last time I tested it, it worked. So let me know if that's not, I guess. Um if you enjoyed our banter, you can also find us on the YouTube and the Instagram and the Twitter and the Facebook. YouTube content's more or less back. We talked about IndieCade. There will be a full kind of video for that coming soon once I'm done editing it. Hopefully that'll be happening in the week you're hearing this, but we'll see. I can't. I make no promises these days because my work schedule's been like, oh, you're trying to get back up to three videos a week? Nah, bro, nah. Have you open an extra 20 hours? No! Pretty much. Yeah, no, if you... Like I said, if you enjoyed the podcast, let us know. We love hearing from people. You might read our, we might even read your letter or whatever on the air. And check out our mm -hmm. YouTube stuff. Hitman is rolling. Jade Empire is back. There's one-offs coming. I'll do a Shadow Warrior 2 stream at some point. I, I know I keep promising Thursday night streams are coming. We're going to rejigger the schedule of when we record stuff. So that'll be a fun one when that happens. And maybe then I'll finally start doing streams after the podcast. That's on hold for now. Yep. But, yeah. So last week I got the honor. So would you like to say the incantation? I got the honor last week. Sure, because I thought it was... Maybe... I most definitely said it last week. All right. In that case, cue the metal. Cue the metal.